All right, you guys, thanks for tuning in to the podcast today. Uh, today is a special day because we have kind of a round table. We're actually sitting at an oval table. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we wanted to do a round table discussion on the recent uh, GLP-1 or semaglutide, semaglutide injections. Um, and so we've kind of brought in our whole team. We have Dr. Blue with us today. Hello, everyone. All right. Yay. <laughs> we have Abby Sharp, she is one of our coordinators. Hi. Uh, we have Kelly Long, she's also the MSVP or non-surgical lady. Oh, hello. <laughs> and then we have one of our nurse practitioners, Wendy Guest. Hi. All right. And I just want to say, I think this is a very special day because it's a mostly all-female podcast, Ooh. which we don't get all the time. I've got my work cut out for me. That's sure. right. I'm <laughs> <laughs> trying to get a word in edgewise. Um, and these ladies are super, super special. I spend most of my week <laughs> with them. Um, so these are some pretty special people that you guys get to hear from today. Aww. So Great crew. Yeah, that's right. All right. So... We're going to talk about weight loss injections. You know what? Let's tell me, we'll go around the table. Tell me your role that you play in our clinic with the weight loss injections. That way maybe everyone can kind of understand where you're coming from. Blue. <laughs> so uh, first of all, I wish we were filming this because Chelsea has these headphones on. They're, they're <laughs> awesome. She looks very professional today. Mm -hmm. um, Straight so from the 90s, by the way. <laughs> my role is I'll see patients as their initial visit. And just talking through how long they've been struggling with weight and, and, and the options, whether, you know, this is they want to pursue a non-surgical option like this or surgery. And I think we'll get into details on that um, here in just a bit. But that's my biggest role. And then uh, y'all do all the heavy, heavy work um, and the day-to-day -day life with patients. And so that's right. Yeah. Abby, what about you? Yeah, so basically I, uh, me and the other coordinator, Kelly Faust, take uh, from the doctors kind of the information on the patient, um, all the stuff that we learned in the consult, and then we kind of talk them through uh, kind of a game plan from now until surgery, what they're going to be experiencing. So we do that from an insurance standpoint, um, from an appointment standpoint, you know, clearances, just kind of going over all of that information. Um and so we'll kind of help them determine the best route forward based off of what their insurance looks like, um, what their goals are, et cetera. Okay. Kelly Long, what about you? So for me, I will, when the patient's ready to do the prescription, I will send it in for them. I'll track it, send them all that information. Um, whenever the mid-level is needing any updates or if they need, you know, talk about any side effects or anything like that I will reach out to the patient and discuss with them as well and then yeah yeah you get the patient the goods the actual stuff yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> all right Wendy what about you okay so my role is once the patient has made a decision on what option they want to do then I help guide them through that process um, of completing insurance requirements for surgeries or um, just helping coach and guide them through the weight loss medications if that's the option they're choosing yeah very good um it's me chelsea <laughs> um i don't do a whole lot with the medications i mostly do our surgery patients but if there is somebody who's doing a medication i'll kind of talk them through nutrition um lifestyle changes just more of 
kind of the same as Wendy, more of that coaching role of how can you use this tool, whether it is surgery or medications, to kind of help you along with your goals. So it's definitely a team effort. Um, so we wanted to talk about, let's start about talking about the pros of these medications. Cause as we all know, they've really blown up. They're super popular. Probably every person that's listening to this has somebody that they know that's been on them or maybe you're on them yourself. So let's just kind of chat about the pros that we see kind of how they're helping our patients. I think, um, I think having a new option for weight loss um, that is non-surgical is is a great thing. Um, I think it's gotten a lot of patients in to see us that wouldn't necessarily consider surgery. Um, I think it's highlighting that, you know, obesity um, is a disease um, that that patients are getting help that wouldn't have got help. Mm -hmm. And so I think that there's a great role for these medications um, and we'll jump into the negatives here in just a bit but and then we're we are seeing some patients uh, you know lose some good weight on them um, there are some side effects we'll talk about um, so I think I think it's biggest thing it's opened up a lot of patients mm -hmm. to come and, and and get help that wouldn't otherwise yeah absolutely I think they're less intimidating than committing to surgery mm -hmm. um, what about you guys do you hear anything else on the meds um i think a lot of the good comments that i hear from those that have already tried it are um just the decrease in the cravings that they were having at one time specifically for sweets or carbohydrates um they've noticed a significant decrease in that which i think then also helps motivate them to actually change some nutrition and realize how much better they feel when they're not eating those sort of things. And then it just kind of keeps them motivated to learn more about healthier nutrition. One thing I want to point out that I, I, I keep, you know, learning more about, and, and I, I struggle with sugar myself, carbs, I think all of us do, mm -hmm. um, is fructose, which is a component of sugar, mm -hmm. a molecule in, in sugar, is it drives our cravings. It increases our hunger 30%. So it drives our, our, our longing for more, more. sweets. Um, and there's a, there's a survival mechanism with that. Um, basically, I always use the bear analogy. When fruit is ripening in the fall, bears eat almost three or 400 pounds of fruit mm -hmm. a day. And it's the fructose in that sugar that drives them to be able to eat more, to store up fat where they can hibernate. And so sugar does the same thing. And what we've got to do is break that cycle. Mm -hmm. And once we get sugar out of our system, that hunger calms down. Um, so I think these medications can interrupt that. But the problem is if you don't change, change. the choices you make, it's going to keep driving. It can even exceed the, the mechanism of the, the medication. medication. Yeah. Do I don't know about this, but it kind of popped into my head with the medications because they primarily act on more of the insulin pathway mm -hmm. and we know that really you know fructose is not involved in that mm -hmm. pathway is there any well uh, i would have to look at that uh, i don't know the exact mechanism yeah. on that one interesting i know at a central level like in literally the midbrain mm -hmm. uh but that's where a big part of the the hunger is happening and i don't i have not seen any data on exactly how that would be affecting sugar 
mm-hmm. cravings. Yeah. I know that with the medications, you know, when we talk to our reps that provide the medications for us mm-hmm. and they'll talk about the mechanisms, they do say that it's a medication that not only acts on like your gut, but also your brain. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine that's part of the appetite control is something there in that midbrain that controls hunger and appetite. And I don't know, Wendy, maybe you or Kelly can comment on this, but uh, my general assumption, not assumption, my general realization is seeing patients that if we were to look and look at their insulin level and if they're diabetic or insulin resistant, they tend to respond more to these medications than those that aren't. Uh, so there is a mechanism like you're talking about of, of affecting insulin resistance. And, um, so not everybody responds. Mm -hmm. That is correct. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. Before we go there, let's talk about people who do respond. Um, so we've had kind of our first, I don't know, like, I guess you would maybe say cohort of patients who've gone through and have been on the medication for a good amount of time, enough time to be able to see, you know, significant results. So what are some of the, you know, success stories of people who've been on this medication? I mean, from what I've heard, you know, patients, of course, have told me that with the appetite suppressant, they've, of course, lost weight, but they're noticing a lot of, like, inches lost, too. And so they'll call me and talk to me just about just how their clothes are fitting differently and then how they are craving less sweets, which has kind of led them to be better at, like, eating and everything, too, and kind of explore different types of recipes and things like that, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. What about you, Wendy? Any like big success stories you can think of do you have a a patient the most amount of weight they've lost the most i have seen up to this point is 40 pounds Mm -hmm. she's been on it approximately seven eight months Mm -hmm. um and is still losing it's it's slow it has slowed down some but still losing she still is reaping the benefits of the um decrease in appetite And she said the cravings have started coming back a little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I've been quoting 15% of total body weight. Mm-hmm. So okay. if someone is, you know, 200 pounds, quick math, that's 35 mm-hmm. pounds on average. I've been saying over six months kind of as a general rule. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I have that actually the data, but that's kind of what I've just mm-hmm. saw. Mm-hmm. Um, so would you agree that's kind of in line with what Yeah, I would think, yeah, averaging, that's probably yeah. correct, yeah. yeah. I think I see, you know, um, <clears throat> a, like you said, like a max of about 40 pounds. I, don't, I can't think of anybody who's been on it that's lost more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm definitely seeing some people where, you know, in the beginning, it kind of ramps up. You know, it takes a little bit for the medication to start working and seeing the weight loss. And then after, you know, maybe a month or so, then the weight starts to kind of rapidly come off. Um, and then it, it tapers back down over time, I think, for most people. Um, over a period of, I would say, four to six months mm-hmm. um, seems to be pretty typical. So kind of what you're going to lose with the weight loss injections is you're typically going to see that within the first four to six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so a few points I wanted to make that just as patients are listening to this, that that as a general rule I think I'm seeing is these are so uh, – everybody's on them, mm-hmm. okay? 
And with our surgery patients, when they come see us, they've 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 tried everything. They're at the point where they're like they're throwing their hands up in the air, saying, "Hey, I need tons of help. I'm willing to change anything about my life because I don't like where I am." Yeah. And um, they change their life. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, most of our patients, they are they buy in, they change. Um, everything they, about themselves, what they eat, exercise, life, coping skills, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, with these medications, I, I see a lot of patients that just, they're, they just want to try them. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I think that that is ripe for problems. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you do not change the reason that got you into the problem you're having, uh, which is a lot of sugar, vegetable oils, ultra-processed food, processed food, eating out, not sleeping, stress managed, I mean, just stressing out all the time, mm-hmm. going 100 miles an hour, like all of us, <laughs> um, except we're eating healthy. But um, <laughs> that you have to change those things. And, and what my fear is, is a lot of these patients are going to go on these. They're not going to make these changes. They're going to lose some weight. We know that the that you lose 30 to 40 percent of muscle Mm -hmm. that's what accounts for your metabolism and once you go off these if you have not changed your habits you're going to regain the weight plus 10 or 15 pounds because you lost that metabolism from muscle mass Mm -hmm. and you're worse off so i really i encourage patients that are going to get on this these medications it has to be a Mm buy-in otherwise you will have detrimental effects metabolically long term Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, um, so my mom has been on these medications and, uh, she did well, like she had a pretty good coach. I mean, I don't know. Just saying. Not true. Um, but she did really well with lifestyle changes. She started exercising consistently, was eating really well. And when she came off of them, even though she maintained those habits, so best case scenario, um, she started regaining weight too. Um, and I think it's a lot of that appetite, you know, once you get off of that medication, you just don't have the same appetite control or decreasing cravings and things like that that you saw before. And so even if you have made all the right changes and you've done everything by the book and you didn't lose muscle mass and all of that, I think there's still the possibility that you get off of the medication and you regain weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I, Dr. Lustwick, um, I mentioned a video he put out with uh, Levels Health and they were talking and, and their fear is this, you know, we don't have a GLP-1 problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, these medications are, that's their mechanism it's we have so many other hormonal problems insulin resistance things like that metabolic dysfunction at a complicated hormonal level so there's so many things that have to be corrected which eating right Mm -hmm. exercising are the things that can help correct those and so again i go back to this these are not miracle drugs Mm -hmm. they're they're only they're tools to to clean your lifestyle up yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. to kickstart maybe a, mm-hmm. a, some new habits mm-hmm. yeah yeah despite what all the celebrities would tell you yeah that's what i was gonna say it's, it just plays this is not my expertise i'm the insurance person but um, it just plays into that cultural stereotype that skinny equals healthy mm-hmm. um and you know we're seeing celebrities lose all this weight and we're like oh they're so healthy now well no not really i mean we don't know that you know um we just equate p 
people being bigger with them, you know, being lazy or not making good choices. And that might be true to a certain extent, but skinny people don't always eat well either. Um, (laughs) and they don't have good lifestyle habits. Um, so yeah, just something to consider. I wanted, I wanted to comment on that. Um, I, boy, in an ideal world, let me throw an ideal world Mm -hmm. out. Let's hear it. Um, so one thing I've been experimenting with is a company called Function Health. I've mentioned that before. Mm-hmm. They're doing beta testing on some kind of advanced lab work. And they look at your biologic age. And to me, I wish all our patients could mm-hmm. get something like this. Because what it's, what's motivated me in my life is it's not just a weight on the, a weight on the scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually looks you know, at your insulin marker. It looks at, right now, I'm nine and a half years younger than my actual chronological age. Good job. But I've got something to look at and have feedback on, is my life, is is my habits creating health? I wish all our patients, we could do this. Yeah, Mm -hmm. motivating. For sure. Very Mm -hmm. motivating. We need to see that because Mm -hmm. we just don't have parameters to uh, measure besides weight. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you, Abby. It's not the perfect thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's it, like to use a metaphor. Um, it's like getting a car wash. You know, if you drive a beater of a car, getting a car wash isn't changing the inside of your car. You know, it's not making it run better. It's going to look great and it's going to feel great for a little bit. But if you don't take care of the underlying problems, you know, you're still in for trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of those underlying problems is just how you feel. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. if you feel tired and you just don't have energy and you're not sleeping good, that's underlying metabolic problems. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so kind of along the lines of, you know, talking about, you know, are we changing health from the inside out? So we've had a few patients recently, and this is uh, kind of one of the motivations of doing this podcast too, is that we kind of want to bring a little bit of awareness you know, there's these people out there who are like, you know, let me just one last ditch effort, try the medications. Um, so they come to our office, you know, talk with Dr. Blue or Dr. Bo, and it's like, okay, well, you could go the surgery route. You've got the insurance coverage. You know, we can take you down that route, but you could also go this route and they decide, okay, let me do the medications first. And then we see a good amount of weight loss happen. And then kind of what is y'all's experience down the road with those patients? So we're about a year out, you know, so what are you guys seeing on, on the insurance side or on the coordinating side? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the biggest problem we've been running into, um, is that people who were on the fence about surgery initially, uh, and wanted to try the medication, qualified for surgery originally with their insurance because of their BMI, uh, chose to get on the medication and ended up falling below the BMI requirement. So now basically insurance coverage is off the table for them when it comes to surgery. Um, the other thing that I would, you know, caution against in that same vein is, uh, long-term insurance coverage is not a thing for these medications, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Um, as you start losing, you're falling out of coverage with your insurance. Uh, and the amount that you pay cash for these medications is comparable to the price of surgery. Um, so it's just something you really have to consider, you know, from an insurance standpoint, what your goals are, um, because you could be disqualifying yourself for surgery and it's going to cost you a lot more down the road. I want to give an example of that. So say a patient comes in, um, their BMI is 44 Mm -hmm. and it depends. There's a lot of you know, variables in there. But as a general rule, if your BMI is over 40, most insurances that 
that offer mm -hmm. that coverage, mm -hmm. um, yeah. you would qualify. And it's your initial visit with us, okay? Mm -hmm. yep. And so once we document that and you have insurance benefits, then that allows you the option to have surgery. Now, what's challenging, like you said, Abby, is a lot of patients, um, for example, say they're doing this through their primary care, okay? Um, then their BMI, say they lose 40, 35, 40 pounds, their BMI goes down to 37. Um, they're still overweight. Mm -hmm. um, they would still benefit from surgery, but insurance sees them as a different person now. Right, and insurance doesn't consider, oh, we see that you just made this attempt to lose weight. That's great. Now we're going to pick up from here. Insurance, mm -hmm. they don't they don't care about that. Anything to avoid paying. Yes, right. And patients really do think that, oh, well, if I have this history of showing that I've been trying to lose weight, they're going to go ahead and, and you know, pay for it because I'll be healthier down the road. No, they <laughs> will not recognize that attempt, unfortunately. Yeah. They go strictly based off of your BMI. Yeah. Yeah, Wendy, what did you see? So in the beginning of 2023 we and the end of 2022, we were doing a lot of, like, Wagovi. Um, mm -hmm. And so what did you see with people, you know, being on it, maybe had some success? Were people losing their insurance coverage? Like, what were you seeing on your side then? I didn't see a whole lot of them losing coverage. Of course, there were some that fell off because of and – those patients were not aware of that. They didn't think that through well. Um, and so, of course, they were devastated that now they have, now they don't have the option of surgery if they need financial assistance from insurance. Um, and then there were those that tried it that didn't have the success that they wanted and so just reverted back to surgery anyways. It created a dependency on the medication that yes. they that kind of got pulled out. From yes. Yeah. yeah. Man, and let's talk about that. Okay, dependency on medication. That's actually a really big reason why a lot of people want to have surgery because they do not want to be dependent on a medication. And I think um, what we've seen in the world of these GLP-1 medications over the last uh, like three years, whenever they came out, they come on the market, they go off the market because they cannot keep up production mm -hmm. for the demand. And so it's like you have people who are using them, like relying on them for weight loss or diabetes management, uh, but they can't get the medication. Like how, I mean, how many times have we seen that? Like, mm -hmm. hey, I went to go fill it, but my pharmacist said, we don't have any. Yeah, there's a national back order. Yeah. Yeah, Kelly, what were you gonna say about that? Oh, I just say that we see that, I mean, every day where patients are like, is this available? Can I get the Wagovi or, you know, Bonduro and all that stuff? It's like, it's on, we have no idea when it's going to be back in stock, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah exactly. So that's, it's one of those things that's also unreliable as a medication. If you're wanting to take it, you know, to get the full benefit, you need uh, that weekly dose. Mm -hmm. uh, once you're, the half-life of the medications are, I think, like seven days. I think it's actually less than that. Seven? Seven. Seven days, says Wendy. That's uh, what their information says. That's what she said. That's what their info says. So <laughs> we're going off their info. <laughs> but so basically that means that after two weeks, that medication is out of your system and you're not getting that benefit anymore. So if you are one of these people who's on one of the like actual prescription FDA approved drugs, then you go on the medication and then you're just kind of at the mercy of the company to make it 
and they're just not very good at that right now. Well, and honestly, even with the semiglutide, like the compound, with the high volume of orders, pharmacies are getting like backed up as well. So you, I mean, patients essentially have to pre-order it like two, three weeks in advance, or they're going to wait two to three weeks in between. Yeah. So, how um, are patients pretty receptive to giving themselves the injections? Or what do you run into on that? I haven't really had anyone have any issues with it. I mean, I think maybe we've shown like one or two, but we also have like a YouTube video that we send. So I always tell them it's like an unboxing and a how-to of the product and no one's really had it. I haven't had anyone have any issues with it. If you're uh, listening to this podcast and you're one of those people who watched that video, you're going to have to forgive me, <laughs> the maker of that video, um, who does not like needles. Who does not, who would not give herself a shot ever? <laughs> I don't know that. I just now learned something about Chelsea. Oh my goodness. I faint well, she every hates time. Them. Yeah. <laughs> I hate them. Big time. Um, and so obviously I'm not giving people injections all the time uh, or ever. And I forgot to wipe the leg with an alcohol swab. Whoops. It was a clean leg. I mean, it's not a, it's not a nursing tutorial, all right? It's just... I do not have a nursing degree. Yeah. Hallelujah. But you should probably wipe your leg with an alcohol swab first. It was a sterile <laughs> needle. It was brand new. Can you believe we did that? I'm in awe I mean, right now. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to call out the other person who was in the video, but yeah. they may have a very high de- medical degree. It was um, primarily their fault. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's man. comedy of errors. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm speechless okay. right now. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so the compound, it's something that you have to give yourself, which I guess most people are okay with. <laughs> I think that idea too of like, well, I, surgery is permanent and that's kind of scary. Well, in this case, it's a comfort because you, I mean, you can't undo your surgery. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to be at the whim of a medication going out if you're, if you decide to commit to surgery. Well, one thing I want to comment from, um, or my perspective is when a patient comes to see us, um, that's a big decision. And I, and I, and I could probably speak for Dr. Bo, you've got to read where the patients are. Mm-hmm. Um, some are coming in, they're not explicitly telling us what they want to do. So let me walk you through some examples. Um, for example, say I have a, uh, a gentleman that's 400 pounds, okay? And he is willing to do weight loss injections, but not surgery. So you have to give him as much honesty as you can that, you know, the injections is a good start, but probably surgery's the best option. Um, but you don't want to scare that person off. Does that make sense? Because I don't, as a physician, I don't want, um, I don't want to dictate what you do. I want to give you options. Mm-hmm. And that that really want my patients to have that freedom and and but I want them to know also the reality of that we've the max we've seen is forty pound weight loss, mm-hmm. so uh, understand any patients live, listen out there we try to to guide you the best we can. Um, I, I wish sometimes we maybe could be more blunt, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, you know of hey, 
we've seen that you know surgery probably for your situation would be the best mm -hmm. yeah and but we've got to balance that every time because mm -hmm. we do have a lot of patients that come and they are not interested in surgery yeah. matter of fact they're kind of offended even to hear about it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and sure. so um you, we've got to kind of keep that in mind when we visit with them for sure yeah. i think that's a hard balance to strike because you want to be honest and you want to give a good medical opinion but at the same time you know like some ears are just not ready to hear yeah. certain things and we don't want to be offensive or you know pushy or anything like that we ultimately I think I can say this for everybody at this table want what's best for you mm -hmm. we don't want to put you through something that's not going to help you you know I mean that's that's our goal is we want whatever is going to be best to get you to where your goal is uh, but for different people in different phases it's different things mm -hmm. we don't want you to have another disappointment that yeah. we could have prevented yeah absolutely and and then and, and for patients that go down the route to surgery they got to be mentally ready mm -hmm. uh, but if they're not there and that's something they really want it's it's you're leading them down a path that ultimately they probably won't be successful either mm -hmm. yeah so yeah it's a it's, it's a balancing act for sure for sure yeah weight loss is complicated um it's not just as simple as hey eat better you know, there's all of those other things that you're dealing with, appetite, mood changes, sleep, stress, cravings, uh, pressure from your family. I mean, whatever it is, it's so complicated. So it's one of those things you got to be all in, ready to go. One thing I, and maybe y'all can echo this too, the more I do this, the thing I think I can take away is it took a long time for all of us, and I'm going to throw ourselves into this, to get metabolically um, broken. Okay, our food system in America, all the sugar, the processing of it is just wreaks havoc on our body. And our patients come in and even with surgery, it does not unwind that mm. right away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it takes working at this every day to reverse all of that. And if you if you if you throw up your hands, it, it, it will come back real easy. Mm -hmm. And so it's a. I think the behavior changes of making good choices and, and living a healthy life is a constant work. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. Wendy's our motivational speaker. Wendy, what? Where are you, Wendy? Come on. <laughs> <up the mic. laughs> give us some, give us some good things if you're trying to... <laughs> Say what you said in the words of wisdom. That's yeah, my favorite Wendy quote. Is Actually, like that's, she, I put that on my lock screen. That's one of the things on my lock screen. I well, you it. tell me. I don't even remember oh, what gosh, I said. This is how this. wise you are. Um, you said uh, weight loss, which I think this is just any healing in general, whether it's mm -hmm. mental health or whatever. Um it's not about weight loss. It's about life gained. That was so good, oh, Wendy. Thank yeah, you. it's a great um, life <laughs> motto, I think. I think we need to get her on a circuit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> book some stadiums. Like. Yeah, you got to come here to see Wendy before she blows no, up. That's no. right. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you've seen all these patients, both surgery and weight loss medications, and you're the one day in, day out that's coaching them through all of it so what are your like biggest encouragements or suggestions for people to you know really focus in on I really just try to encourage patients um you know it's not a quick fix any of it is not going to be a quick fix and it takes lots and lots of patience trial and error learning things um practicing it you know trying to make habits out of them before you really reap the benefits of it. And then once you reap the benefits, how much better you feel, and then you realize it, and it just keeps things going. 
But I just try to keep them encouraged in not giving up as well, that it's worth it in the end. Um, I don't know. I mean, I try my best. Yeah. Tears are strong. As someone whose desk is close to Wendy's office, I can (laughs) hear like her part sometimes. And she is. She's such a cheerleader for our patients. And she's always super positive. So I just want to say that because you are super encouraging to our patients, I think. Yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely. And if you don't have Wendy, all right. We had the applause button right now. (laughs) Could we we put that on there? Maybe I'll put it in there. I'm going to figure it out. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) We'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) But if you don't have Wendy, find those other people in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there are people ready to cheer you on and encourage you regardless of what you're doing, whether it's weight loss or some other journey. So. We've talked about that, I think, at length before, but having those people that you surround yourself be the ones that are your cheerleaders, I think that's super important. And if you're a mid-level provider is Piper, she's also yes. a great cheerleader. Let me she's just awesome. interject she was, that. She was, she's just, you know, vacationing right now, I think. Yes. I, she has a day off. <laughs> she does, yes, which is great. We but love she you, Piper. join us. Yes, Piper is also a huge cheerleader, and yeah. um, sometimes Piper will set you straight, which is what you need, too. Yeah, so. Piper is also a very... It's positive Piper. Yes, I mean, she is. She really Piper's is. Christmas gift to everyone was telling like three positive things about them last yeah, year. On so. a handmade ornament. That's yeah. right. So she's very personal too. Yes. We didn't get one of those. Oh. Uh-oh. Oh. I told on you by Brem. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I bet you girls did. I bet only. it's hiding somewhere okay. in your okay. office. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, any last thoughts from anybody on the injections, you know, pros, cons, anything? Um, I think my, I'm going to say it again, know your intent going into taking these and the intent should be, I need to change the habits that got me into this situation. If you're not doing that, you may long-term be worse off than when you before you started them. Mm-hmm. So really go in with a mindset to you want to be healthier. That's the key. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. I one thing I've been thinking as we've been talking is, you know, the psyche of our patients, um, obesity limits your control over so many things and it can make you not feel heard, you know, by medical professionals or your family or whatever. And one way that you can gain back that control is like we've been talking about is through those habits and through being mentally prepared when you come in for a consult on what you want to do. Um, you know, wouldn't it feel good to have that control back instead of just mm-hmm. being at the whim of your insurance or your finances or your, you know, whatever. Just, I think that it's, it should be your goal to get back in the driver's seat. Sometimes literally physically mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, hey, in some of go. our patients' cases. Yeah. Yeah, I think that kind of goes back to we did the Outlive, the part one, and one of the biggest things we talked about was um, patients taking back control of their own health and their own health care as well. You know, don't just show up to a doctor's appointment just like, well, tell me what I need. Like, be invested. Like, learn your body, learn your person, learn the options that you've got. That way you can make the most informed decision. Providers can absolutely help you in educating you on those things and guiding you, but be the expert on your own body and what's out there for you. Oh, that's good wisdom. Mm-hmm. It's not mine. It's Peter Tia's. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any closing thoughts from Kelly or Wendy? Nope. 
said it all. Oh, we like. said it all. <laughs> all right, ladies. Well, it's been a pleasure. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. Have a great week. Woo-hoo.